Hey, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Episode number 52. Sam is currently in Istanbul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, phone, phoning in an intro. Yeah. This is, yeah, hopefully this works. Uh, I'm actually there for the episode, but I'm not there right now. Very confusing. So can, <laughs> yeah. But we have this technology, right, where we can do uh, phone calls. Yeah, pretty so much we're all just going to be sitting in our, in our respective homes phoning in the show. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> well, actually, on this episode, we do a phone-in call. The guest this, this week is... Uh, Franklin from the group uh, Rasta Mills, and uh, he was originally hoping to bring some of his band members with him so they could, uh, you know, participate in the show and perform live, but uh, they couldn't make it, so it was just him, but we actually spoke to his bass player, Christian, over the phone uh, for a pretty interesting had, talk about had some, op- had some opinions. Oh yeah, very opinionated guy, yeah, it was good. Uh, interesting stuff about local reggae, if you, I mean, if you didn't know about it, uh, that's uh, very informative. Yeah. But anyway, Franklin was here, and the theme of the week was Empire, which is a pretty cool theme, I thought. Yeah. And so he uh, brought some some pretty cool music uh, that we I definitely hadn't heard before. No, definitely not. Um, from Sri Lanka, so that was cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It was Something good, yeah, you would never good. hear unless someone who was from Sri Lanka yeah, exactly, <laughs> introduced yeah, so you was, to it. And that's just the guess. I like the fact that we can have guests that can bring in music that is completely unhearable. It gets, I mean... I don't even think it's Googleable because I have no idea how to even spell the guy's name, right? But, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. It was good. So anyway, yeah, his group has a new album they're working on, and that's uh, coming on the new year. So it was good to have him on very timely. Yeah. There's Talk a um, there's a ticket giveaway at some point in the show. We're not going to tell you where um, right. or what you have to do. But if you listen, he ha- we have two tickets that we give away to a fundraiser show that they're putting on in January. Yeah, so uh, they're actually filming it, I think. I think they're doing the yeah. live uh, Yeah, and recording it stuff, yeah. So uh, that's, I mean, that we were checking out at the West End Cultural Center, and um, this is the first time we've done a ticket giveaway. So you have to listen to the show. Uh, Franklin will mention it at some point, and uh, you'll figure out, you'll hear what to do, and so do it, and you get get a ticket. There you go. you got two of them, two of them to give away. So the first two people who do whatever it is you have to do, they will get the ticket. So it's actually a benefit to listening to the entire show. <laughs> for once. Besides the... Um, <laughs> Besides the glorious uh, talking and music. Yeah, and the distraction from the tedious boredom that is, you know, everyday. Everyday life. Everyday life. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to hear more uh, episodes to distract you from the tedious boredom of everyday life, uh, go to www.wishpolice.com, and you can find all the previous episodes there for free streaming and downloads. Uh, You can also hear us on Monday nights at 11 p.m. on 101.5 UMFM in Winnipeg, or umfm.com if you're not here. Yeah, we're on the Stitcher. Stitcher.com is a handy app for getting podcasts directly downloaded to your mobile or MP3 device. Yeah, so just like go to Stitcher.com and uh, download the app, or uh, you can just go on there on your computer, even if you don't want to download the app, and you can just search for which place, it'll pop up there, and there'll be a bunch of our shows you can listen to, and you can give us ratings and comments, which we would appreciate. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think of the show. And, you know, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend. Introduce someone new to it. Uh, we're trying to introduce interesting music to new people, so uh, the more the merrier. Yeah, I mean, I think this episode is pretty interesting. It's a bit of a departure from the usual type of stuff we have. And actually, we've been doing that quite a bit lately, getting interesting uh, kind of outside of our comfort. I mean, reggae, I mean this is like, yeah, this episode is very heavy on the reggae, so yeah, uh, which is great for me. But for, I mean, for you, that's not really your. Uh, I'm very your uncomfortable general. with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah, it's, so yeah. Anyway, uh, you can also check us out on uh, Facebook.com/slash. Which Police Radio, and there'll be you know pictures from each episode we record, and usually links to, to work by the artists who are guesting on the show and that kind of thing. Oh yeah, and there's a there's a live performance at the end of this one. That's right. Yeah, so you can, you can see a live performance. You that'll be it. up on YouTube, and it'll be up on whichpolice.com as yeah. well. 
But uh, yeah, if you listen to the end of it, you can hear the audio. Um, and you can also find us on Twitter at WitchPoliceFM. And uh, bizarrely, our Twitter account got quoted in the Winnipeg Sun the other day um, because I was talking about hockey. A well-respected <laughs> rag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well-respected rag, yeah. So you want to check that out. Uh, I mean, it wasn't about anything important. It was just a comment. They, they just grabbed a bunch of shit off Twitter. Anyway, yeah. That was pretty We're funny. Famous. Not really, but uh, go to Twitter, go to, go to Facebook, go to Winnipeg.com, go to UFM, and make it all happen. All right, enjoy the show. Namaste, everyone. The song is for the friend. I mean, true friends. Ja! Radio time. Which please radio time? Yeah, and uh, snowy uh, 
well, the day of the week doesn't matter because you'll be hearing this. It's probably going to be snowy anyway. Probably be snowy anyway because it's winter. And uh, this is a new episode. Uh, we have a guest who has never been on the show before, which is always good. Uh, the past few episodes has been a lot of returning guests, um, which is good too. But <laughs> it's nice to have new people. So we have Franklin here, uh, who is from the band Rasta Mills. Um, and uh, I've been listening to you guys for a little while. Um, and I very much like what you do, so I'm happy to meet you and have you on the show. And uh, yeah, the theme this week, uh, the way the show works is we have a randomly generated theme word. We kind of press some buttons on the computer, it shoots a word on us, and uh, we go from there. And this week is Empire, which is kind of a cool word. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of music that would... Mm -hmm. Very flexible, too, as most of them are. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, sometimes we get some really weird ones that don't really work so well, but this one I think is good. Um, uh, You know, there's a a lot of of choices, a lot of directions we could go in. Yeah. So I'm regular host uh, John, by the way. Yeah, that's right. I'm regular host Sam, and yeah. our third regular host Rob is not uh, not here today. But on uh, extended assignment, <laughs> extended assignment. He'll, he'll be back on some of these uh, soon enough. But uh, yeah, you got us today again, and we have our guest, and we're going to talk about Empire. So uh, what I was hoping is maybe we could just first uh, get a bit of introduction into you and what you do uh, with your band, yeah. and um, then we could just sort of go into it from there. So, um, I mean, how long has the band been, been together? Uh, it's been like five years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah since I came to Canada in 2009. We, do you know Martin? Yeah, um, I mean, the, 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 yeah, Martin, yeah, um, I, I don't know him personally, but yeah. I've seen him in so many bands. Like, I, I've been really, I'm a big reggae fan. Yeah, and I've been going to shows in mm-hmm. the local scene since like the 90s. And so, I mean, I've seen him play with a million bands. He seems to always be the guy yeah, totally. drumming, right, with every 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 band. Yeah, so, like, the guy kind of changed my life completely, yeah. like, meeting him as a friend, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. he totally got him into reggae, like... We, well, that was how I got into your band, because I saw him yeah. on a, thi- a poster or something. I was like, oh, hey, I've seen that oh, guy yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, totally. So how, how, did you, how did you connect with him? Uh, it was uh, Canada Day, actually. Um, uh, I was actually drumming, you know, like, um, one of the... It was a... Yeah, so jam bass, yeah, and yeah. it was actually uh, Angola, like Capoeira, like okay. one of those, so I was oh, just yeah. like drumming for them, and yeah. then I saw this guy, you know, with huge dreadlocks on yeah. his head, and yeah. I was like across the street, just like staring, and we were just like, you know, for a while, we were just seeing each other and smiling, you know, yeah. but then... Just both drumming, or what? Uh, no, he oh. was just <laughs> other side of the road, he okay. was just yeah. like yeah. sitting there with a little Congo on his okay. hand, too, and yeah. you know... And then I felt like I wanna. I walked up to him, like yeah. pretty much. And then I sat down with him because I was curious to see him. You know, like, yeah, who's this talk, guy? Who's yeah, this yeah. guy? And, yeah. and I talked, and then we ended up jamming, and that was the day we met. So we pretty much ended up hanging out all night, all like till like four in the morning. That's cool. Totally. So that's how we met. And you guys are like the two kind of main. Yeah, we kind of yeah started it. He we it was just me on a guitar and him on a bongo and then yeah. we start to like oh we could totally turn this into a band and stuff so had you had you been in any bands previously like no that was my one? first time cool. yeah actually when I started it I had like dif- we called it different names okay. but then it was just me and Martin but yeah you know like, okay had you been writing songs or anything before that uh no 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 this is no. Solo this solo. man came coming so here Martin and really like uh, got yeah. yeah like you know i yeah and he got me into music and all that so pretty much he was the influence and, yeah. you know, wow. i knew reggae just bob marley back home right which that is what was i think it. everybody right? yeah that was it yeah. about reggae and i came here meeting him right he just like showed me like ends and outs of everything that's like, cool yeah. So are you from Sri Lanka, right? Is yeah, that, totally. So what kind of music are, were you listening to there? I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot of Bollywood, like big time, okay. yeah, and yeah. like main music. Like we have like our own singers. Like I bought a CD today. Cool. There's a song Empire, like yeah. has that same theme. Okay. And uh, so 
we have lots of singers and you know and then uh, uh, Nasrat Fatih Ali Khan if you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah totally, totally. Like and, yeah, and yeah, Rahat yeah. all those yeah 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 I've heard so some of stuff, yeah. those guys I haven't heard huge. a lot of it but yeah Kuali is yeah. huge okay this, yeah, yeah, this yeah. actually like a whole section of music in Sri Lanka that goes to like Kuali you know like they take those tunes and people okay. put their own and on, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, and we have like our own amazing musicians too like. Uh, for example, I, I'm pretty sure you guys not my family with like Gunadasa Kapuge, WT, Amaro, they were like those nope. guys. They're like <laughs> they're like fathers and you know like music okay. like. What is the like what that. is the main instrument for for these people? Like, um, bigger names. Y- y- you know, like the thing is like Sri Lanka is same as India. You know, like yeah, yeah, same okay, people. Yeah. It's just that different language, a yeah. little bit of different culture you know yeah, it's yeah. like same same but different style you know right, right, right. so like we have the same instruments but um, the difference in music some of the parts of the differences is like we have a mix of Portuguese like I'm Fernando right so right. we have like this Portuguese blend style of music playing you know, like, and that's just from colonial days. Yeah, colonial days. So they have which this fits into the up. theme of empire, I think, right? Because all these yeah. other, every country has been colonized a million times. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you totally have like this flavor coming that's out of my cool. country, like, like almost like tango. We kind of, you know, mm. like, and you wouldn't expect that, right? I mean, yeah, if someone you know thinking, yeah, yeah seeing Sri Lanka totally. on the map is not. Gonna, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So was reggae? I mean, uh, you know, you said you heard Bob Marley before. Was it an easy transition for you to once you once you got into that style of music? Was it easy for you to just uh, sort of okay? I know I can feel this. I, I know how to. Like yeah, it was. It was like right away, like I, it captured, you know, like how the whole sounds of it. Yeah. And he has a wicked PA system, you know. Yeah. And like you, <laughs> that helps, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. placing. And um, yeah, yeah, I first, yeah. you know, like I mean, I did ganja back yeah. before, but I never thought this was like you know a spiritual thing and about yeah. Rastafari. It was like that huge, you know. Yeah. And smoking with him and listening to those, it just like that sound of it, man, just yeah. grabbed it, you know, like the whole. And that that guy's a very, very, very good drummer too. He's oh, uh, man, one of the deadly. best drummers I've ever heard in Winnipeg. Like he's for sure. Yeah, yeah. he's deadly. So. Yeah. That's uh, that would probably help too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, you into, get you into the sound. Yeah, totally. He yeah. completely changed me. Like, yeah. Unreal. <laughs> I think it's, it's interesting because, like, I, you know, I, I was calling, saying you're in a reggae band, but I mean, I think what you guys do is not. I mean, there's a lot more to it than just reggae. You're yeah. bringing a lot of different influences in. I mean, I think it's easy to call it a reggae band because yeah. I mean, you see Martin the, with the dreadlocks yeah. and the red, gold, and green and stuff yeah. in the pictures, right? Yeah. And also, that's just like kind of like the base sound of yeah, what you're doing. Yeah, the basic but, sound. Yeah. But there's a lot. Like, what other kind of stuff are you throwing in there? I mean, uh, your vocal we, style doesn't sound like any reggae ever. Yeah. Before, right. <laughs> yeah. So is that does that? Yeah, that's Shalikin? the thing. Like, yeah, because a lot of people would say, "Hey, man." You sing like Indian, like yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm Indian, you know. Yeah, makes sense, right? yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. uh, so that's like pretty much uh, my voice changes it, yeah, and then um, we have like uh, for example when we play drums we have like uh, samplers like tabla sounds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Martin would like have you know yeah, going to sure. throw the tabla beats and come back to the drumming, and then we have like samples too, and we have a keyboard guy who plays some sitar sounds. Oh, cool. In intros, you know. Yeah, yeah. And flute, we have flute. Okay. So, um, we have Janice Finlay, and she's deadly too. Cool. And uh, pretty much, um, kind of, yeah, we add some other Indian instruments into. So almost pretty much blend. But I want to get more into Indian, like yeah, more yeah. mixing. But so far, it's like it's going the way it is. You know, like I want to yeah. be more part of like Indian stuff in it. But at the moment, like I had to get the bass yeah. stronger. So yeah, well, it's basic. an interesting thing about reggae though, how it seems to be that kind of I mean there's lots of kinds of music that do this but it's one of them that uh, kind of 
no matter what culture you're from, yeah. it's if you get into it, you get into it. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. you know, I'm a white guy mm-hmm. from Canada and my family's English, and yeah, I, yeah. you know, and I'm super heavy into reggae for mm-hmm. decades now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like it, and, and I mean, you're, you're coming from Sri Lanka, you know, there's people in Jamaica, people everywhere. It's yeah, just like so. one of those weird things that uh, yeah. I think more than a lot of other kinds of music, people can just relate to it, even if it's culturally not part yeah. of what they're... It, it's such a simple like a gold sound you know yeah. like it's so simple but then it's like I think it's like deceptively simple though because it's it's like it seems simple and that's the criticism a lot of people oh reggae sounds yeah, the same yeah, yeah, well, right? you know but then they, yeah exactly there's so much going on that you're not even listening for if you're just yeah. thinking okay yeah it's two chords in this part going over yeah. and over but then you're not paying attention to the bass as the lead instrument or you're not paying attention to what's going on with like the drums and stuff, yeah. you know, so. and like that keeping that Man, it's so hard to like keep a steady skank. For sure, like, for sure. In, like yeah. it's so it seems easy. Like well, it's got it's got to be. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like it's all about. I used that, to be yeah. in a ska band mm-hmm. like back in the nineties, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I mean, we were playing like that kind of nineties like ska punk type stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was still doing ska rhythm yeah, guitar, yeah. and a lot of people I know. I mean, I'm not a great guitar player by any yeah, means, sure. but like a lot of people I know who I thought were really good guitar players. They could play like crazy solos, but they couldn't do the rhythm. Like they, it's yeah, that's, it's a weird thing. You have to once you get it, you're cool. But it's if you can't grasp yeah. it, it's 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 a weird kind of because it's on the offbeat, right? It's yeah, not totally. something you're you're used to if you're coming from like a rock and roll kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same like my um, like we my bass player and we like actually went out with like finding keyboard players and it's so hard to find. Yeah, oh, doing the bubbling thing, right? Bubbling got, yeah, and yeah. having like this. Steady skank and yeah. stuff. We have a guy called Andy. I'm not sure if you know Andy Castello. I don't know. I don't know. I've probably, yeah, I think yeah. I think that's all some pictures of recently. And I've seen yeah, that totally. guy before. So yeah, yeah, I haven't seen, <laughs> seen him yeah. play with somebody. Yeah, so. He's. Uh, I mean, it'll be, I'll have you guys for that coming up show. So like, you sure. guys will come totally check it I'd out. Like to, yeah. he's pretty deadly. Like the keyboard player. Yeah. Like you know. And your bassist is Christian. Yeah, Christian. And I've yeah. another. I don't know him personally again, yeah, but I've seen I've him seen like him. back from Ja Vibes days and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, totally. I used to I used to go see Ja Vibes at the Braemar all the time. Oh yeah. When that place still existed, like they played every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were great, yeah. and I yeah, I was, uh, like I mean, I was one of the few people I knew who went to go see them all the time. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh man, it's a reggae band. Everyone, oh, yeah, whatever, yeah, reggae yeah, band. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, let's go check them out. <laughs> but yeah, and so. Christian is like such an amazing bass player. He's very good. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, he have it locked in. Like, yeah, yeah, locked it down for sure. Yeah, sure. Awesome. So, cool. Wow, I'm excited now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you uh, yeah. It, it, it's you know like it's been five years, but then recently the band changed. Like the real people yeah. that want to play the music, the, you know, no came mm-hmm. together. Yeah, didn't you have like a really big lineup? At yeah, time? I had yeah, like, like I had like in the beginning, I had like nine people, yeah. <laughs> like horns, and and it was I was learning, you know, yeah. like yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, and and then I more the more I was into it and start learning, I start to realize, oh wow, this you know. Yeah. Things needs to change because I had a tough time sometimes. I I appreciate people who build it. You know, they were there in the beginning, yeah. but I don't think they had that in their heart to like. Right. You know, like they it were fun, but it was tough for me to even get a, like a rehearsal. So that yeah. that happened. Well, especially with that many people, right? Like I mean, yeah. Like I was saying, when I was in a ska band, we had ten. We had a five piece horn section. Mm-hmm. That was just like a ten, at the most. It was a ten piece band, and that was insane. Like we never we yeah. never got everyone out to even to shows it'd be like you know five horns sometimes it'd be two who would show up at a show and just because it was it's too hard to, to coordinate yeah right? totally so yeah. i can see that I, I and and it came to a point where like you you had to find like that right people yeah. like who just want to do it you know mm-hmm. and that's what happened like now the sound is like different that was yeah yeah totally and you guys have a record coming out or uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just got a government grant oh nice and to make our first album so um, it's gonna come up like next year for sure. So you had you had an EP out before, right? Yeah, yeah. we had an EP out. Okay. Yeah, totally. Uh, it was two, two, 2012, Yeah. 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 Okay. April. 
Awesome. Well, do you, let's get into the actual uh, the meat of the show here. So I'm going to play a song first to start it off, just so awesome. we can get going in the, uh, the Empire theme. Uh, I brought a few records I wasn't sure I was going to play, but I decided that I'm going to start off with a song by Linton Quasey Johnson. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. No. Nope. He's uh, from England. He's a dub poet. He um, Well, first of all, he was, he was a poet, like, you know, just written <laughs> poetry. Uh, he's of Jamaican background <laughs> in England in the 70s, and he... Um, Started off, you know, putting out books and things, uh, and then he got approached to record some of it. So he's speaking his poetry. He's not singing, but uh, he's speaking his poetry over um, basically reggae, mm-hmm. uh, produced by uh, Dennis Bovell, who was in Matumbi and a bunch of other bands in mm-hmm. England back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really interesting because uh, the way he enunciates. I mean, if you listen to dancehall or something, or any other, uh, you know, uh, more modern form of reggae where where, where the vocals are, are almost rapped, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, D- yeah, DJ like, vocals, right? Yeah, well, I just uh, got to yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, that's. Yeah. There's still a very, very, I mean, the, the patois is very thick. It's yeah, hard to understand think, if you're yeah, not familiar yeah. with the type of music. Linda Quasi Johnson, because he's a poet and because the lyrics are kind of like the, you know, the important factor here, mm-hmm. um, he enunciates, like, he speaks very slowly, he speaks very clearly. The patois is still very heavy, but the point was to get this across to everybody. Oh, yeah. So it's deliberately kind of, uh, not simplified, but uh, it's del- deliberately deliberate, like the yeah. way he speaks it, you know, <laughs> so people understand. So the song, this is from this album, Bass Culture, and oh, this nice. came out in, uh, what year is it? It doesn't say, but it's um, late 70s, early 80s, and uh, I can't believe there's a year on this. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, this has been one of my favorite records for a long time, um, and there's a song called uh, England is a Bitch, uh-huh. And so uh, <laughs> I can see where this is going. Yeah. So uh, I mean, like uh, you know, to fit with the Empire theme, I mean, this is a guy from a country that was part of the British Empire, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming to England, yeah. and uh, it's basically um, kind of a complaint about the way he and people like him are treated in England, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, as someone, you know, I'm wearing an England hat when I come in here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, my family's in England. I love England. Yeah, it's totally. my background. But, I mean, I can I get it. You know, yeah, <laughs> England yeah. is a bitch. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I hear that, right? So, um, yeah, this is a great, great record. Um, and, like, everyone played on this record. Uh, all the musicians are in, you know, there was a ton of English reggae bands coming mm-hmm. out at that time. Uh, Steel Pulse is kind of oh, the, yeah, the, the big Pulse. one, right? No one from Steel Pulse is playing on this, but uh, guys from Matumbi, guys from Misty and Roots, all oh, those yeah. other bands were yeah, around at the time. Yeah, yeah. So they're all playing on it. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. musicianship is incredible. Uh, his poem is very clear and distinct, and mm-hmm. England is a bitch. England is a bitch. bitch, bitch, bitch. England is a bitch. bitch, 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 bitch. When me just come to London town We used to work on the underground But working on the underground You don't get to know your way around England is a bitch There's no escaping it England is a bitch There's no running away from it me get a little job in a big hotel And after a while me was doing quite well Them start me off as a dishwasher But when me take a stock, me not turn clock watcher England is a bitch There's no escaping it England is a bitch Nobody try to hide from me when them give you the liquid wage package First them rabbit with them big tax racket Go off his struggle to make ends meet And when you go to your bed You just can't sleep England is a bitch There's no escaping it 
England is a bitch for true I no lie me I tell a true Me used to work big bitch when it fool no bitch Me did strong like a mule but why me did fool Then after a while me just stop the overtime Then after a while me just put down me tool England is a bitch There's no escape in it England is a bitch You have to know how to survive in it Well, me do day work and me do night work Me do clean work and me do dirty work Them said that black man is very lazy But if you see how me work, you would have said me crazy England is a bitch There's no escape in it England is a bitch You better face up to it Them have a little factory Up in a broccoli In a Desia factory All them do is pack crackers For the last 15 years Them get me labor Now after 15 years Me fall out of fever England is a bitch There's no escape in it England is a bitch There's no running away from it me know say them a work, work in abundance Yet still, them make me redundant Now at 55, me getting quite old Yet still, them send me figure draw door England is a bitch There's no escape in it England is a bitch for true Is where we are got to bow to Uh, Man, I it's not there in it. Now played, it's an insurance. No, we played there three or four times, didn't we?
No. At least three times. Twice for sure. Maybe twice. I think three. I just remember before. Oh, I almost had it. I, I know. I have it, man. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. It's horrible. I, I just bad. remember before we played the first, I guess the first time. It was We were on this ridiculous bill with like six punk bands. Yeah, we, and played, we, went last. we played last, and he actually was cool though. He he helped us. Uh, he did sound for us, right? Oh, yeah. And we were like a really weird, like noise rock kind of oh, like yeah. uh, screaming and robot costumes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he seemed he seemed into it. Like, but I remember yeah. before it, I was like, maybe I should. You know, he's a bit of an intimidating dude. Yeah, Burnus, yeah. Burnus. And uh, we we used a That's fog machine, oh, and so I was like, hey, uh, you know, just I hope it's okay. We're gonna use a fog machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, don't worry, I've got like the best. <laughs> Ventilation system in the city. <laughs> yeah. The bathrooms were fogged by the time oh, I remember we fogged yeah, the we shit fogged out the of that place. Oh, like, we didn't mean to. It just happened. Oh, we meant to. Yeah, it was like on nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> the fog machine. Yeah, we just we never turned off any shows. We fogged up like the. Yeah. We fogged the Albert a bunch of times. Way too much. Oh, and the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a funny guy, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know him yeah. personally, but I mean, yeah, he, he's one of those guys you always see in bands for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and then so he had the radio singer. show. He had the radio show. He's a good singer. Yeah. 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 I don't know. There's, there's a lot. To, I, f- I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on with reggae that has been going on forever mm-hmm. in Winnipeg. That I just I wish I was yeah. more connected to what was going yeah, on and totally. to be on the you know. Yeah. Because I hear about shows always. Are there main that. venues these days where one would find like be more likely to find reggae um, reggae shows? Like wow! Like at the moment, like I'm I don't have anything like at the moment. But I know stamina plays in a. Uh, he plays regular, just like spinning records and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still goes, but in terms of when it comes to a live show, it's so rare. Like yeah. it's either do you know Jerry Atwell, like uh, I know Voice is, of uh, Boom, that, like yeah. it it comes you know once in a while, you yeah. know, and then kind of uh, Rebel Force plays yeah. every like four or five months, like twice, you know. Mm. Is Jaw Vibes still a thing? Uh, no, no. Jaw Vibes is long bad. gone. Yeah, I know. I love Jaw Vibes back in the yeah, day. Yeah, totally. This yeah, there's a lot of. Conflict in yeah. the community. Okay. Too. A lot of yeah. the same people, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, Nibsy's in. in the, yeah. He's in the. Same Dragon people, yeah. yeah. He started Java. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. That guy, yeah. 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 The guy's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's an amazing. Yeah. Sick, amazing really good performer. Really yeah. good, like, puts on a good show. For yeah, sure. totally. Yeah. But to be honest, like, there's no unity among those people, man. Like, there's a lot of. Uh, I thought conflict. that's like a tenant of tenant of reggae. <laughs> <laughs> the unity? Yeah. 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 You know, like, yeah. reggae's all about that and talks yeah. and everything, but then. Yeah. Sometimes they're not getting along at all. It's just, that's like the reggae scene is not there anymore. Right, it's not. It's not. Big other guy don't want to play with that guy. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bass don't want to no. play with the rebel force yeah. at all, and you know, like that's so, too bad. Yeah, I, I feel like there's probably, um, like it's it's a weird thing to get into. I mean, like uh, yeah, <laughs> this radio show. It's, it's a weird thing to get. <laughs> I mean. More than I swear, it'll be good that you talk to the bass guy. He knows yeah, yeah, he's, he's inside of yeah, sure, yeah, so but we'll have to get you guys back. Yeah, he he yeah. said he would love to talk tonight on oh, yeah? phone if that works Do out. We wanna... Yeah, so we might get him in here. Awesome, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, come yeah, a little cool. bit. So then instead of maybe we should just stop talking about local reggae until we get him on and uh... yeah. But yeah, anyway, that was uh, that was England as a bitch. Oh, awesome. But yeah, so how'd you get into that? Uh, like where this record? I have a lot of books about reggae. Like a lot, <laughs> like a shelf full, you know? Yeah. And like I started, when I started, well, the way I got into it is, um, I guess like, I guess I got into it through my, through my dad, like he's English. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when he was growing up in England, a lot of the early, kind of earlier reggae stuff was becoming big there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, going to England is what broke a lot of it you know, mm-hmm. more internationally, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, he had a record collection and he had stopped listening to records around the time when I was a teenager and I started, I got a turntable and I started listening to records. So I went through his collection of stuff he had just kept over the years Mm -hmm. and he had the Heart of the Come soundtrack, Mm -hmm. he had a bunch of Peter Tosh, he had a bunch of Bob Marley uh, and he had stuff like 
like the, like the Clash, right? Mm-hmm. Which you know, uh, punk rock, which I was into yeah. anyway, and that was a better introduction for me because I was like, okay, I want to listen to this. This reggae stuff seems cool, but I don't really know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna listen to this, and it's the Clash, and they're playing like Police and Thieves, yeah. and they're playing all this other stuff. So that was really like, okay, I get it. And then we were listening to a lot of uh, kind of skate punk stuff, like Rancid and bands like that. And at the time, they were putting a lot of ska in what mm-hmm. they were doing. So that got me into that. And anyway, it's kind of a natural. It's kind of a natural. I feel, and then so then I, you know, I got really into ska, mm-hmm. and through that, that was kind of more of a jump off. And like, wait, I have these records. That yeah, yeah. These, you know, <laughs> and then I then I'm like I need to learn more about this. I need to get all yeah. these books, and and so Linda Gwesi Johnson, I think he just popped up in one of the books I was reading, and I thought that sounds cool, um, and I'd seen some of his records at some local stores, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and I thought I got I got to just give it a shot, you know, yeah, not, having not heard it, but I'm gonna check it out, yeah, and I, I now have a pretty big collection of his stuff. I have <laughs> Five or six records. I have a double live album. <laughs> I've got quite a bit of it, oh, and yeah. um, I really like him. I mean, it's very d- different. Mm-hmm. Because most of what the reggae I listen to will be straight up singing or, or chatting or mm-hmm. DJ stuff or dancehall, and this is like I mean, you know, he, he, sing, he, yeah, it's very style. very enunciated and all that. So yeah, I mean, it's fairly unique. You were you were saying uh, Muda Baruka as well. Yeah, it's yeah. another example of that. And there's mm-hmm. a few guys who do this kind of thing, but yeah, totally. He's kind of the main, the main one I think for me anyway. Like, oh, uh, awesome. for, and also it's it's very much, um, I mean, it's very English if that makes sense. Like, I mean, I obviously the content of this one is very yeah, English, yeah. right? But I Maybe. find the English reggae has, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but it has, like, I mean, Steel Pulse, uh, even though they're playing Jamaican music, yeah, I yeah. don't think you can mistake them for Jamaican. I think there's something about the, the style in which they yeah. portray it that is mm-hmm. very English. And I think uh, kind of like what you guys are doing, right? The style in which you guys are playing reggae yeah, brings totally. it together where, where you're from and yeah. your backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, like that. totally. There's a lot to do with the background and stuff. Yeah, and sure. it's like almost like a fusion of uh, yeah. uh, different cultures. And I think that... Something about this, aside from him referencing England, sounds English mm-hmm. to me. So mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a more of a unique. Uh, yeah, it's I'll like be... the reggae culture coming up from England. Like yeah. they have like yeah, it's the same color. Co- I mean, it's bass culture, yeah. right? Like yeah, the record's culture, yeah, yeah. which I really like the term. I think that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Culture. But it's uh, yeah, it's from a different different angle. So mm-hmm. I mean, if we started a reggae band right now, it was gonna sound. It's not gonna sound like this. It's yeah. not gonna sound like. Uh, it's not gonna yeah. sound like the Abyssinians. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's not gonna sound like Lucky Dubé. It's gonna sound yeah, like all these people from different countries are gonna come up with totally different styles. So. And I, I love that about like the outer national thing, you know, <laughs> like yeah. reggae just goes yeah. everywhere, Every, and it, it totally it's such an underground music, you know. Like yeah. it's you could become international, and, and it's so underground at the same time, yeah. you know. Like for sure, well, because you because you, you hear bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Like I think that's what's cool about it is that you'll hear reggae influence in a song that you would not even remotely expect to have reggae. I mean, mm-hmm. I heard, uh, I remember reading this and thinking, well, that can't be right. That can't be true. Mm-hmm. Someone describing uh, Hotel California as having a reggae influence. And I mean, like, Hotel Color, I fucking hate the Eagles. You know, I don't want to hear this. But then I listen to it, and I'm like, this is, you can tell, like, the bass line and stuff, it's very much, like, mm-hmm. the song oh, really? structure. You can tell, someone in that band was listening to reggae yeah. before they got into that. And you wouldn't ever remotely think of that, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know, it's, it permeates a lot of, and which is weird, because it comes from such a tiny island. Yeah. That, like, mm-hmm. Jamaica, um, there's actually a podcast called How Jamaica Conquered the World, which I've been listening to, mm-hmm. and it's a UK guy who of Jamaican yeah. background who just does like documentary radio on people of Jamaican background who've gone on to bigger and better things all over the world. It's really interesting. Yeah, like music, man. Yeah, yeah, completely growl like music. One of the things. Yeah, and that's the kind of I mean fitting into the empire thing, right? I mean, this is more talking about colonialism, which is I guess like a byproduct of, of it. <laughs> empire <laughs> having an empire, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think that uh, yeah, like the way it. Uh, I don't know, like what I was trying to say before, all these countries taking elements of different countries' stuff. I mean, if, if there hadn't been a British Empire, 
I don't know how connected Canada would be with Jamaica or how connected the UK yeah, would be to Jamaica. I mean, there's, it's a lot of bad, horrible, bad things yeah, that come exactly. of it. But yeah. uh, it's like the cultural sharing that just is, is, happens as a result yeah. of... There's kind of so many things happen out of colonialism. And yeah. it's not mean that it's a good thing or anything, you know? Yeah, it you don't want to be broken. Exactly. Yeah, but, it's like yeah. it has its fucked up, crazy things. Yeah. But at the same time, that made people meet, you know, like I'm yeah. here. You know, yeah, like, exactly, right? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. So I was thinking on a whim last night because I hadn't really made any picks yeah. that I would read I had like an old history textbook yeah, yeah. and I would start reading about like an old uh, like a Chinese dynasty mm-hmm. okay. and find like some, some kind of, some sort of traditional the... song reference and then just find someone performing it yeah but so I started reading about it and like sure enough it leads into like great wars and colonialism yeah. and like horrible horrible, horrible stuff atrocities. I was like wow yeah. Yeah. this is kind of kind of heart wrenching yeah. and mm-hmm. bad yeah. yeah but these kind of wars are being they've been waged for yeah, yeah. millennia so Totally. So there can be good. <laughs> well, culturally, culturally, the end after yeah. years later, <laughs> there's good, there's good sharing. Yeah, know. and know. you know, I guess I, I think that like uh, I mean, just with reggae again. I mean, I don't want to make the whole show about reggae, but it makes sense because you're here. Yeah. <laughs> you're playing. But um, like, I think that the reason reggae, reggae is not the same in in uh, in the U.S. as it is in the U.K. in terms of how it's affected the culture. I mean, obviously, hip hop comes from mm-hmm. from dancehall culture and stuff, but. Um, like reggae itself I mean you go to England and you listen to a lot of the rap music and pretty much everything has a very very strong Jamaican influence mm-hmm. uh, culturally and in the States it doesn't here in Canada you listen to a lot of rappers especially guys in Toronto and stuff um, mm-hmm. of Jamaican background and the reggae influence is pretty strong in the US not not a lot really and I think it's because Canada and the UK have such strong ties yeah. to Jamaica through the whole the mm-hmm. Commonwealth thing and the British Empire and all that stuff yeah. So, and, yeah. and yeah and I don't know, like, I, my Christian might have a good answer for that. Uh, like, I sometimes find, like, Canada is sometimes, like, maybe Toronto has a good reggae scene, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I, I think they do. I mean, I don't, I don't know if yeah, but, to check it out. But. but, like, U.S. and Canada, like, sometimes reggae is not, like, you know, but yeah. as heavy as England, you know? For sure, like, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I have, but, I have relatives but, in England yeah. who grew up listening to that stuff, and they're all, you know, like, white guys in England. Yeah, it's just yeah. like because it was part of the part of the like a couple of weeks ago we were talking about skinhead reggae on the show right. and that's like a, such a weird little UK specific subculture of reggae that wouldn't happen anywhere else it's not going to yeah. happen in the states where there's a bunch of like yeah. you know working class white kids all of a sudden take up reggae and become like you know it's, yeah. it's just it's very distinct to yeah. to UK so mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. it's uh, it's weird alright well maybe I'll play something non-reggae yeah go for it no please play something um, different I'd like to hear yeah so I, this was my when it started last night the uh uh, traditional Chinese music didn't work out. <laughs> it wasn't. I, I looked some up again today. Like I actually looked up. You were some really, stuff. really into this Chinese thing. You I to, thought maybe something you cool. Wanted to make like, it happen? Well, there's so, the interesting things can happen when you start playing um, music from different cultures. You have different um, different scales. Oh, totally. And, oh, stuff, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, can yeah, get really yeah. cool. Sometimes there's like these like half steps between what we would consider semitones. There can be totally. some really interesting sounds in there. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to grasp, uh, like from your, your regular. Yeah, it just yeah, it yeah. clicks in a different yeah. way. Yeah. So I thought, but I didn't really explore it very very much. I gave up pretty quickly. And um, another so another idea I had was to find like some kind of some kind of empire, but maybe a modern day one. So yeah. I, I found I was thinking I would go to music in particular. And so uh, Richard Branson had come up in a documentary about Kraut Rock. Okay. So what, what's he's well? Richard Branson is the guy who Virgin Records. Yeah, he started like Virgin Records. Oh, okay. And then he and he created an empire. Yeah, he's Virgin Airlines. Oh. Virgin, Virgin Airlines. Yeah. He's probably building a spaceship. He is building Mars a spaceship. Right he is building a spaceship. <laughs> to take people to outer space. The people who pay a lot of money. 
like but he, he, a huge, huge multimedia. Yeah, like, he started, shit. but he started from nothing. What's his name? Richard uh, Branson. Richard he's like Branson. a billionaire in England. He's yeah. But he started from having a little tape and record shop, and they specialized in weird prog music in like the seventies. No. Yeah. So weird stuff out of like Germany and and stuff like that. And so I thought, I wonder what the first album put out by Virgin Records okay. was. So I looked it up, and I'm not gonna pl- I'm not gonna play it because the first one, all of it was really weird. The fr- like the early stuff is yeah. this weird sort of psych, yeah. uh, synthy, atmospheric oh, okay. stuff. Kind of neat. That sounds like something you would like. But I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to reference it. I I was into it, but it's yeah. a little it's pretty weird. Okay. I just wanted to reference it because uh, coincidentally the first release, um, like it was a it was a record that had. The first side had a 25-minute song, and then the second oh, wow. side was a 23-minute song wow. or something. But the first bit of that first side is uh, was used later that year in The Exorcist. It's like that famous oh, okay. keyboard yeah, yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. The well, you, you, it's, yeah, it's I know, yeah. easily identifiable. Wait, isn't that Mike Oldfield? Could Tubular Bells? Yeah. That was, the that. Fir- that was the first release. I have that record. Oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up listening to that. My parents had uh, a bunch of them when Tubular Bells. So that was the first release on, album, on Virgin yeah. Records. Yeah. So I didn't do that. <laughs> well, you should have. It's great. You should have played two years. It's 25 minutes. Well, you could have faded it out. Um, <laughs> so then I checked out uh, the Empire Records soundtrack. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and I guess there's, like, the soundtrack, but then there's, like, the an ex- sort of extended soundtrack yeah. of songs that appear in the movie. Yeah. And I'm going to play a song by the Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, wow. That's called awesome. Called I Shot the Devil. But awesome. it was also titled nice. I Shot Reagan. And okay. It's, um, and you're... Okay. Go on. So it's tied in... <laughs> Well, because, yeah, yeah, Reagan had, you know, labeled the USSR as an evil empire. Yes. And he had his war on drugs. He had, you know... And he was evil. Like, he was evil. <laughs> he was evil. <laughs> you know, the best, the best conspiracy theory about Reagan is that his, initi- his, his, his name is Ronald Wilson Reagan, right? Each one of those names has six letters. Six, six, six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. That's gotta be true. <laughs> That's gotta be true. <laughs> That's Ronald Reagan awesome. is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Suicidal Tendency is not a band that I no? got into back in the you day. You don't wear your hat flipped up with the Suicidal written on it? And, like, and, uh, basketball and jerseys? I was into like, <laughs> I was into kind of this kind of aggressive music. You were. And I they was were, too. I knew people who listened to them. Yeah. And I definitely checked them out, but it, it never caught hold. And I never listened to them very much at all, except maybe at like a friend's house or something yeah. like that. They have like weird connections to like the gang culture. That's right, yeah. Like the guy is supposedly, the singer has supposedly got all these weird gang ties down there. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not. I think I it no might have been sure. like incidental. I'm not sure. You know who loves that band is uh, Zagarek was really into them. Okay. And they had like a funk offshoot later on, um, which he was really into as well. But anyway. So this is something off of their first album, which is much more Thrash? punk. No, it was like more like punk rock. Oh yeah, just straight up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to say about the album besides X. I haven't really listened to it. You just uh, listened to the song. I listened to the song today. Just today. Just today. All right. First time. <laughs> well, I like to get introduced to you do, music, yeah, yeah. so I introduced yeah. myself to it. Well, that's part of the point of the show, is to get yeah. introduced to new music, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so let's check out uh, I Shot the Devil. Suicidal. Awesome. Tendencies. I Shot Right, you're gonna make a point, you're too proud, but you're a type. 
Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah, I shot the the devil, or I shot Reagan. You know, it's funny. We had a show like uh, a few weeks ago. The theme was Satan. You could yeah. played this on. Uh, That's true. Yeah. I didn't know about it at the time. Yeah, I actually <laughs> found a bunch of stuff since that could have gone for that theme, but too oh, late. it'll be a perfect one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It already, it already happened. We played some good stuff on that, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was cool. That reminded me of uh, Bad Brains a yeah. little bit, which is what I think everyone was trying to be at that point. Right. Yeah, this was so yeah, this was 83. Yeah, and they've been around since like 78 or something, so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I I don't know how familiar you are, you are with their catalog. I guess uh, No, I'm not. They, I, I mean, I, A had a bunch of like sort of they had a couple comeback, you know, where they had like kind of called it quits and then yeah. came back. Yeah. Well, they again. had that big hit institutionalized. Right. And so I read that their follow their, the album after that was almost not purposefully bad, but like trying to do something different because like they were a bit pigeonholed. Yeah, and they didn't want that to be the case. Well, it's weird too because with that song, like the majority of the, have you, you you know that song? Not the majority enough. of the vocals are just spoken. It's just him talking about his day, pretty much. I mean, I mean, it's a lot more than just that. But I mean, it's it's just him talking until the chorus. Like it's weird because it's not the type of thing you would expect to become a hit, especially for a band like this, which does you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's uh, that's kind of like it's the, a good song, that though. butthole surfer song that became very much, bit. very much like that. Yeah, yeah, just talking. Yeah, about. yeah. But yeah, no, that was cool. That was six six six. Ronald Wilson Reagan, the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you know, like, I kind of like. For some reason, I loved like um, seeing those circle pits. Yeah, 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 <laughs> circle pits are crazy. Yeah, I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't handle it anymore. No. We used to do it all the time. Oh. But I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh. it's so crazy. I just love seeing it, not being part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, nice, oh, yeah. Man. There's a weird thing about like if you're in there and participating, you wouldn't necessarily like you wouldn't get hurt somehow. Yeah, I, I never like, yeah, hurt. yeah. Once you're in it, you're okay. It's just when you're on the outside and you're kind of like near it, then you can get hurt really oh, bad. Oh, I see. It's like, like the eye of being in the eye of a tornado. Or I remember. I, 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 I probably may have okay. told this on the show before, but the first time we saw Malfaction, do you remember that? We had that show. It was Propagandy and uh, all those bands at the Rendezvous. Yeah. And uh, Malfaction was playing. Do you know Malfaction? Yeah. Super, super heavy local band. I don't think they've been around for a long time, but oh. they were they were really, really heavy. And I didn't know who they were. I was like 14. Yeah. And I, you know, the other bands, I think JFK and the Conspirators had just played, right? So mm-hmm. I was all like, oh, good, we're dancing to ska. You know? yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I'm up right up there, and the guys from Malfaction get, I'm like, oh, what do these guys sound like? And, like, two seconds into their set, I get, like, shoved halfway across the room because I had no <laughs> idea how violent the pit was going to be. <laughs> like, I looked on the floor, what is this? <laughs> I still have one of their tapes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, I, could, I couldn't do it now. I'm too old, I think. But, no. like... No, but I still, yeah, I still like, once in a while, this kind of really aggressive uh, I listen aggressive to really music. aggressive musical time. I don't usually, to be honest. You I don't know. No, not, like, so fast and in your face. Yeah. No. I do. I like it. Maybe I should check out some more Suicidal Tendencies. I think you should. All right. Mm-hmm. I will. I actually feel like uh, 
like they well I think we've talked about this too the, the aggressive music I listen to now is really slow yeah, I think it's the older I get, the sludgier I want it, and mm. I want it to be just like uh. really, really slow yeah. <laughs> and really heavy. But that stuff is still good. Yeah. It's like it gets you, gets you pumped up, right? Mm-hmm. It's good. So I don't remember that movie very well. Either. Well, no, I think I've seen <laughs> Empire Records. Oh, Empire Records, yeah, no, that was. Um, I've seen it like not recently, but I've seen it in the time since it came out. Yeah, and it doesn't. It wasn't good. No, I remember it being good at the time. Well, the actual soundtrack looks terrible. It's a What's lot of the like, actual soundtrack? Well, like the song like "Anywhere You Go." Oh, isn't it like the gym blossoms? Yeah, there's like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, this wasn't on, like, I thought this was on the soundtrack? um, That doesn't sound right. Like a movie from, like, probably the mid 90s. Mid 90s, yeah, yeah, with, like, Liv Tyler. No, I think there's a lot of, like, Better Than Ezra. Yes, oh, man, all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet Sprocket. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I never really, really fully got into that kind of stuff. Like, it just was the the weird, kind of soft alternative rock. No, that was popular at the time. It was, but. the radio. It was, but I mean, were you listening to that? Were you listening to Better Nezra? And no, just on the radio. Just, yeah, but no, I'm saying I didn't get into it. It was right. it was popular. I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't feel it. Empire Records. I'm thinking there was a song that was really, really, really good on that soundtrack, though. Well, uh, so I was I was checking it out. I didn't recognize because there was some sort of extended list. Because in the movie they work at a record store. Yeah. And so there's so much background music playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right, yeah, yeah. So that's where a lot of this is coming in. Like, this oh. wasn't on the actual soundtrack. This was just sort of in the movie, oh, okay. in the background somewhere, I think. Yeah, I can't imagine this being... This was very, very, like, uh, yeah. incongruous to like, the rest, of the, <laughs> yeah. rest of, the, of the movie. But, well, that's cool. Um, I wish the movie had been more, like, that kind of stuff all the time. Would have mm-hmm. been, been good. I, I don't know. I, I can't say much about it because I haven't seen it in years. But No. So not recommended. <laughs> no, I, know, I don't get the witch good, yeah recommendation i don't think it was it seems like that soundtrack I like, was really I like important the idea that we do a movie review but the like we the, don't ra- really the rating the is i can't really remember <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that soundtrack though everyone had it didn't they didn't no. everybody have my uh, sister might have had it i knew tons of people who had the soundtrack it seemed like it was really popular but i can't remember what was on it no i'm thinking there's something on. i'm trying to look it up but your internet's too slow but i'm trying, <laughs> trying to think of there was something on that on that soundtrack that was really good but let's just keep talking and i'll it'll come on me like 20 minutes from now but, oh yeah there was this song <laughs> Sure. Well, Franklin, well, why don't you introduce uh, Yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear song. what you have done. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, the That song is about uh, a certain event that happened. It was during, like, the colonialism and the empire. During yeah. that time, again, like, the kingdoms in Sri Good Lanka. connection to the... Yeah. 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 So, um, the whole... The song is about um, the king... Um, pretty much uh, killing his own uh, uh, own family not his own family like another uh, like a mayor kind of for okay. that province his family um, and he killed a like a 12 year old who was brave mm. and um, uh, he 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 was brave actually Th- this is like a whole event it's it's a whole story to get into yeah but like like the shorter ways like so that kid was really brave and he was for his age he was brave he said like yeah if you you know like, is this like a well known story? Too? Is, yeah, this yeah. is like a huge story yeah. coming up. Like, like the king was very insecure when the when the Portuguese sort of like start conquering part yeah. of the country, and then the British were coming at the same time. So right, like right. all these uh, you know things are going. Everybody's on. trying to take over. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> yeah, so like, and then what happened was, um, one of the mayor he tried to get help from the British to, like, get a take away the. Uh, Portuguese it's like yeah. it's gonna be a disaster right yeah. and so but then the king himself was um, he started to he thought that the mayor was making like plots to get unite with the English and okay. kick him out of the power and right. then he started to like oh what's going and you know like he 
you know, everyone is conspiring against yeah, everyone conspiring. else. So yeah, conspiring. So he he started to feel that way, and then all of a sudden he he ordered uh, to kill that mayor's family was in uh-huh. that province during that time. Okay. And the whole family got caught. They couldn't get out because... So uh, what, like, what year is this around? Like, what this time frame? There's, like, uh, probably 16. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably, I would say 17. Okay. Probably 17. But yeah. hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Yeah, hundreds and <laughs> hundreds of <laughs> years yeah, ago. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, those, like, it's coming from history, like, people to people, like, yeah. books. And, and uh, so this song, he wrote this song. There, there was a play written for that whole show about the whole thing was about how that kid was so brave okay. to die like yeah. he was like you know wasn't afraid at all like and so that song is about how during this whole wars and everything is going on like how you know he's the song is telling that we should let this put the sword down you know okay. like not kill that not kill the kid. yeah it's like um it's like a song for a mate written for a drama okay so, makes sense yeah. Who, who's, who's the artist uh gunadasa kapuge uh, I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to try saying yeah. that. Gunadasa <laughs> Kapuge, and he's one of the most respected artists in Sri Lanka. Like, okay. okay, he came to Canada like in the 70s, like a for a show, I guess. Oh yeah. But that was it. Hey, and he was an. Um, I I find him to be like I listen to him all the time. All his songs is just so amazing. This yeah. looks like a 70s kind of album cover. I don't know if it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. And. Uh, uh, the fourth song, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I, I really dig it. What um, kind of what, what kind of music is it like? What would you what do, what genre of music is this? Um, um, it's pretty. I I would say has this like its own Sri Lanka. Like you you would listen to Indian and Sri Lanka. Like I find the difference. Like yeah. I don't know how. Like you you might yeah, sound, it's a bit before more you guys will like yeah, yeah here right, because they're yeah, instruments heard, yeah. 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 So but for me it's like completely like the ways arrangements and things so right totally yeah well, that's cool check it out I 
So is this something that, um, like, I mean, would you have listened to this like growing up? Is this that? Yeah, old, growing older, up, yeah. like that's like one of my best inspirations. That I was always like crazy about listening okay. all the time. Yeah. Cool. So is this is this a guy, an artist who, who, I mean, he's obviously been around for a while. Yeah. Is this something that young people would have been listening to too, or is it kind of like an older thing that parents? It's would have been such listening? an older thing. Um, but the thing is, like in Sri Lanka, all any generation that coming up, yeah, there's no way they're not gonna get to know because okay. these songs have always played right in the uh, radios and everything because it's amazing songs. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay, people, uh, so everyone it's cool. knows. I mean, yeah. I don't. As you mentioned before, we played the song. I don't think I have much of a frame of reference for yeah. for that kind of music, but I like it. It was really interesting. I liked yeah, it. It's totally cool. Yeah. And the story you told about uh, yeah. what it relates to it is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty cool too. <laughs> um, I think we should mention we have a we, we managed to successfully for the second time make a phone call on the show. <laughs> um, so we have Christian on the line who is. Uh, the bass player in Franklin's band, yeah. and um, as we were talking about earlier, he's been in a lot of reggae bands over the years in Winnipeg. Uh, I mean, Christian, I don't know you personally, but I've definitely seen you play, you know, dating back to the 90s probably in, in tons of local reggae bands, so uh, I'm glad you could come on the show and talk to us. Oh, right on. Well, glad to be here. Thanks. Um, yeah, so uh, we, we kind of talked to Franklin a little bit about, uh, you know, about the band and kind of how it got started, but uh, how did you get involved? Uh, I got involved. I got involved through Martin, the drummer. Yeah. Uh, me and Marty hadn't have known each other probably for at least fifteen years now. We played in uh, Jaw Vibes, Rebel Force, uh, a couple other reggae bands. Yeah. And of course, we did the Luciano show in November and last year as well. So me and Martin known each other for a long, long time. It's funny you mentioned the Luciano show because I actually we were talking earlier about how. Um, 
it, it seems very difficult for people who are not involved in, in kind of the, 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 the particular scene to know when shows are happening. I heard about that show uh, a couple months after it happened, and I remember thinking, yeah. oh man, I wish I had known Luciano was coming here. I would have loved to be at that. But I, I find that, and we, we, we did talk about this before we had you on here, that um, it's, it's very uh, kind of difficult for people who are not kind of directly involved in it to know when a lot of these shows are happening. Right. I mean, and it probably would be expected that people in the Caribbean scene perhaps aren't as as organized as they should be. Uh, maybe another scene right. that could be that could be part of it. Um, but I also think most crucially, the other part of it is that people who are involved with professional uh, musical promotions in Winnipeg um, and presarios, whatever you want to call them. Um, those people are not at all in tune with anything to do with Caribbean culture at oh, all. Oh, for sure, yeah, I believe that. Um, the closest thing even the hippest hipster would be uh, be in touch with would be maybe Folklorama. Yeah, totally. And that's about it. And that, and when you go to Folklorama, basically what you're seeing is a bunch of 60-year-old men yeah. uh, who are who've been washed up for twenty or thirty years already? Yeah. Uh, who are just who are just trying to make a buck on the side and for giggles, you know what I mean? And right. And that's not that doesn't really represent a uh, modern contemporary reggae music at all. Right. It's like here here's uh, here's a calypso song and some and some roti. Go go sit down for twenty minutes and watch a show. Yeah. That's right, and it has absolutely nothing to do with real culture for in, sure. in Caribbean. Nothing. It's that's purely the people who manage Folklorama. Uh, they're there to, to shift uh, 500 to 1,000 people in and out of a room within two hours, right? Yeah. And that's it. That's all they're in. They're in for it. They're not really there to have, provide serious entertainment. So when people go to those kind of events, they see the reggae band and it's a bunch of old men wearing floral yeah, patterned yeah. shirts. Hawaiian shirts, yeah. And, yeah, and that's what people think the Caribbean music is. So when they hear about a reggae show in Winnipeg, they don't bother going down to check it out or maybe the people... Uh, the promoters who might have the money, who might be able to help out, that's their impression of reggae music. So right. they're thinking, well, Folkorama already has it taken care of. What do I need to be involved for, right? So um, there's just a really, really uh, big hole that's opening up in terms of in terms of people's knowledge of Caribbean music. It's like a gaping chasm that's opened up where it's just this dark hole where no one wants to go in and look and see what's going on. That's interesting that, you, that you say that. Um, I was actually, uh, like a few years back, I was on the committee that organized the uh, Winnipeg Sky and Reggae Festival. And we brought in like yeah. Mikey Dread and Sugar Minot and uh, Willie Williams and stuff. And I remember every time we would bring someone like that in, thinking, okay, this is going to be a huge show. People are going to want to go come out and see Sugar Minot. And then it would be, you know, a, a very tiny audience. And we had done tons of promotion for that, like, you know... Uh, with like the campus radio and all these things where we figured young people that you know us coming from like punk scenes and rock scenes and stuff like that figured this is how we get the word out this is going to work and then every year it would just be kind of disappointing that like you bring in some guy who if you're interested in that kind of music you think is a legend and would be a must see and then no one shows up so I, I hear that yeah and, and, and that that'll give you some idea of how badly in in the hole we are in terms of promoting this culture in yeah. Winnipeg is that uh, back when I was 20 or 23 years old, uh, which was about 10 years ago, just joking, no, it was about 20 years ago, uh, back when I was younger, a younger musician, I could go to a thing called Reggae Rydell at the UW, and I could go see Dennis Brown, uh, Chalice, 
uh, Lloyd Parkley. I could see the, the champion reggae musicians of that time yeah. in a room full of room full of white people, black people, Asians, whoever. It would be full, like the whole the whole cafeteria at the U of M, the U of W down yeah. in the basement there. That entire thing was full, jam packed to see Dennis Brown at least twice. That's insane. Like I remember when right. I was uh, I was a teenager, uh, I would go to Blackarama, and that was huge. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that seemed, and that just seems to have disappeared. It's it's kind of uh... right. And you probably saw the Arlington Dock shows, right? No, I, I was I was just a little too young for that. I, but I went the Forks when it was at the Forks. That's when I was really getting getting into it. Sure, that's right. The Forks is just right up the uh, is about a, whatever uh, a couple miles away from the docks where yeah. they eventually moved it to. Yeah, um, and it used to be at the Forks. But by that time, it had already peaked. The popularity of Black Grandma had already peaked about three years earlier. Yeah. And and what happened is just as it peaked, the promoter, I won't name him, but probably everybody knows who he is, uh, got hooked on crack or something oh, wow. and, took, and took all kinds of government funding money or whatever. I don't know where he got his money from. And he spent it on crack or something. And on top of that, he marketed it for uh, the $5, $10 crowd. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to making sure that people know they're going to pay at least 30 to $40 to get into this thing, yeah. um, which is the way any radio promoter is going to have to do it. You cannot go any other way. You're going to have to charge people what they should pay and take a loss for two or three years to dig ourselves out of this cultural hole that's been dug in Winnipeg, right? Um, both from either side, from the Caribbean and the white people, uh, there's a, not, a lot of neglect in terms of what's going on, uh, promoting and advancing this culture. Yeah. And uh, and once again, I can understand the Caribbean people because they're weary of racism and all that and stupid white sure. people. I can understand that. But I don't understand the white people who aren't investigating this music. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, especially people in alternative rock scene. They're the people that don't need um, uh, corporate advertising. They don't need to be told what's going on. They should be investigating themselves. But it's not happening, and so there's this huge sort of misunderstanding about what real reggae is. Yeah. Uh, and so, unfortunately, here in Winnipeg, real reggae has something to do with alternative rock music. Yeah. Um, but in the world outside Winnipeg or Canada, uh, reggae music has nothing to do with alternative rock music. Uh, and so that's the problem: is that unfortunately, a lot of people in the alternative rock scene want to make it into some kind of thing where they can change it and make it better and more interesting. Right, when it already as is opposed, better and interesting to begin with, yeah. Um, yeah as opposed to accepting it for what it is and learning what's going on in there. The same way as if you were a punk rocker, right? You'd listen to punk rock music and, and you'd, you'd practice maybe the punk rock tunes and, and you'd learn the punk rock dynamic, right? And maybe totally. we wouldn't want to discuss, maybe we wouldn't want to discuss that it is a formal kind of tradition by now. Maybe we wouldn't want to talk about that but that's what it is. It's just it, punk rock music now is a tradition. Oh yeah, it's a, a traditional horror music now, right? And yeah. And there's weight, and there are certain musical identifiers that show that identify us as a punk rocker or not, right? Um, certain predictable elements, and if people would observe that in reggae music, we'd have a deeper understanding of it. But people aren't observing that; they're trying to change the culture. Right. Similar to the, to the way um, white people changed the culture when they came to North America here 500 years ago, right? So I think white I think white people thing, are right? good at that in general. White people are pretty good yeah, at that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be reverse racist, but I, you know that tends to be a common trait even amongst the hippest hipsters. Yeah, 
is this tendency to look at black culture or third world culture as something that needs to be improved on or sure. something that needs that needs a heavy metal guitar or yeah. you know or a rap in it to make it sound more appealing as opposed to actually just sitting down relaxing and listening to the music and figuring out what it is you like about it or don't like and hopefully educating yourself you know what i mean for but sure uh this is all a bit like so sorry, I was just gonna say this is all pretty pretty downer. It makes me feel sad for for the state of reggae in Winnipeg. But I want to just kind of make things a little more positive because we do have you on the phone. We have Franklin here, and your group has been getting a lot of attention, which is well deserved, I think. And uh, I mean, you're doing something different with reggae and just reggae influenced sounds in general. But I, I mean, whether it's with the hipster crowds or what, I'm not sure who's who's coming to the shows. But it definitely seems like uh, I mean, through Rasta Mills, there's at least somewhat of a kind of interest in the genre oh yeah like i mean it's great to see i mean you know it's, even it's definitely it's definitely a huge turning point in music in the city i'm not saying that because i'm in the band right. if i wasn't in the band i would say the same thing um but it's a huge turning point because there are people listening very carefully and i think that has a lot to do with franklin too his his story his heritage um <laughs> he's, he's shaking his head right now yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, for it's sure. I mean, it's a different... Thing, you know, it's an important thing that's going on right now in Sri Lanka. And he is a spokesperson and very charismatic, and people uh, are attracted to him and, and listen to what he says. And, uh, you know, every time we play, whether we have 100 people or 10 people, he's able to connect with them and make them dance and move and get into the music, which is something I've never had before in any of the bands that I've played, and I've never played with uh, a lead singer who um, can reach people that way. Right. Um, and he's doing it really well, and it's huge. So he's allowing me to play the reggae bass that I've always played. Yeah. And it's never changed. I've always done the same thing I play on reggae bass. He allows me to do that and feel like it's okay. You know, it's all right. I can be a reggae musician, and it's not a big deal. Like, I don't have to worry about playing in a band that's completely marginalized yeah. and has absolutely no no audience whatsoever because that's the kind of bands I was playing in before for sure yeah um, people people that were playing authentic reggae that had no audience none yeah no I matter what we we could hold a gun to people's heads and no one would come to a show right like I remember going to the Braemar sometimes I would go to the Braemar to see Ja Vibes and there'd be like five people there yeah there'd and be five people and then it would bum me out because they were a great then, band like yeah we'd be on a Thursday night yeah. and then we'd play on a we'd play on a weekend for a group of Sephora's crowd and they would all be sweaty dancing for us, uh, but Byron would never hire us on a weekend. He'd rarely do it, eh? Right. So That's... he got he got everybody he got everyone acclimated to a shitty uh, Mexican band. Oh man, that everyone, oh, they were bad. <laughs> I remember everyone's going... all into that guy, and of course, group of support turned out to be a pedophile. Oh wow! Yeah, I remember that Mexican yeah. band. Like they were, I, I remember going to a. I, it was probably <laughs> a Java Vibe show there, and they were they were playing first or something, and I, it was brutal. It was just like, a, yeah, it went on forever. Yeah, I mean, and they were they were like the, the they were like the fifth rate um, Papa Mambo almost. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But you know, of course, uh, Rodrigo is a professional jazz musician. And he plays with mostly pro-jazz musicians in Winnipeg, so obviously he's in another totally different category. He's a totally respected musician. But these Mexican guys, I don't know what they're doing, but just horrible, <laughs> like, uh, horrible, uh, I don't even know what they call that music in Mexico. Isn't it called, like, uh, there's a name for it? Uh, like, ugh, just 
I know you're talking about. I can't place the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. It's like uh, I, I don't want to. I mean, I hopefully the you guys going forward are going to get more people interested in reggae in the city. I mean, uh, I wish that I knew when shows were happening. I mean, I. Uh, I used to play in bands a lot, but they were, you know, either whether they were heavier bands. I played in a ska band back in the 90s, that kind of thing. But, like, um, yeah. I'm kind of out of it. I have a couple kids now. Basically doing this radio show and talking to people in bands is my only connection really to the scene right now. So I always hear about things yeah. after the fact. But hopefully the success of Rasta Mills will get more people into reggae and therefore bring some of the other reggae artists in Winnipeg who maybe haven't had much attention over the years kind of more into the spotlight. And then it will be easier to find the shows and easier to go out and say, oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I'd like to see mm-hmm. uh, out of the success yeah. of what you guys are doing. Yeah. Cause I'd like to go. I mean, and it's honest, been a long time. Honestly, yeah. honestly, the day that that happens, it'll be a huge day in Winnipeg because myself, I was like any other Canadian white musician 25 years ago. Uh, when I was like 16 years old, I was just like every other white Canadian musician. I listened to reggae and I thought it was repetitive and boring. We actually you know talked I mean? about that earlier on this show yeah. about how people have that perception. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then, and then one day I saw a real reggae band with real Jamaican musicians playing and it totally changed my mind on everything. I totally flip-flopped. I was a punk rocker yeah. when I was 16. I was a punk rocker. I was into TSOL. Oh, I was into, you know, all the old punk stuff from the late 70s and early 80s, yeah. right? I was into that stuff. I was into hard rock and heavy metal. I was into Roxy Music and, and Brian Eno and experimental music, too. I was into all kinds of stuff. And jazz, too, of course, and blues. I, I like all kinds of music. But the day I saw a real reggae band playing was the day that everything changed. Yeah. And I, I became, it was like a drug. I got hooked like heroin or something. I just got hooked on it. And I could see the, the players, the way they moved, their body language conveyed a certain kind of rhythm that yeah. I had never really been aware of before. So it's, it's, I think if people, once they actually go out and relax and take it easy and don't expect to see Pearl Jam, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. don't expect, don't expect to be, don't expect it to be in a, like an alternative rock show where the guitars are turned up really loud and that's all you really hear. Yeah. Don't expect that. Expect the bass and the kick to be really loud. Right? Yeah. Expect that. And that'll be the same kind of velocity as the heavy metal band, really. I mean, in, in Jamaica, reggae bands are looked at as like, they're like punk rockers. Yeah. You know, they're scary people, you know, like, oh my God, it's a rude boy musician. Oh, fuck, yeah. let's get out of here. Crazy like, people, right? They're scared. You know, I mean, that's the kind of, that's what reggae musicians are like in Jamaica. You know what I mean? It's badass dudes. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's heavy, it's but heavy music weird. too, right? It's just not heavy music, and it's, it's heavy music, but not in the North American it, sense. It's not like heavy, like a metal band, but it's heavy. That's right. I mean, it, it, in terms of volume level, if you if you go see a real live reggae band, like even Burning Spear or something, yeah, yeah. In terms of in terms of volume level, the bass is easily loud as any heavy metal band. For sure. You know what I mean? It's just that people are expecting the guitar to be loud and a lot of sixteenth notes and eighth notes and chuck 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 and that kind of stuff, <laughs> and they're not used to the rhythm that's just kind of. That, that is just as heavy, but it swings. Yeah, yeah, it for sure. It doesn't rock, it swings. It for bounces, sure. it bubbles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, um, what, what we're what we're gonna do right now is, uh, I mean, you're welcome to stay on the line if you want. We're gonna we're gonna uh, move on to another song with fitting with our Empire theme. So, I mean, if okay, you sure. f- feel free to hang out and listen, then you can talk to us. Uh, you know, again after the song, if you want to contribute to the conversation, like uh, we're happy to have you. Um, so, I'm gonna select something now. For so, sure. Well, thanks for having me. Over. Thanks for having me by. I'm, I'm going to have to hang up because I'm just at work and stuff. But, oh, uh, yeah. No, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, thanks. Uh, no, thanks, Christian.
Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was uh, that was Christian. Yeah. He has a lot to say. <laughs> like, he, like you said, like you said, he's got a lot to he say. He can, like, yeah. he's an old back. Yeah. He's an yeah. old back at all. all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ghost, cool. man. He, he's just like, I, that's what I said. He's a ghost, man. He's a yeah. That was, that was interesting, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so I'm going to keep going with the Empire theme here. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go pretty far away from reggae uh, <laughs> because we don't spend a lot of time talking about it. Yeah. I'm going to play a song by Propaganda. Uh-huh. Um, we're going oh, yeah, to go local, right? So, I mean, uh, this is a band that, as we've established on the show before, I'm a big fan of. I've been listening to them since I was, like, you know, since I was 15 or so. Mm-hmm. And um, this is from the album uh, Today's Empire is Tomorrow's Ashes, which was the first thing I thought of when the Empire theme came up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the title track. Um, Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just a really good song. Um, yeah. This album is kind of, this is their third album. And uh, it's kind of the turning point for me with them. Um, I kind of thought of them as just like, I mean, I, I really liked them when they first came out. I first, when I first heard them. Well, I first heard them around the time their second album came out. But it was very much like in that Fat Records kind of like skate punk sort yeah, of vein yeah, and really kind of... Uh, almost snotty like you know uh lyrics and stuff i mean very political but also very just kind of i'm spitting at you because i have something to say you know and then this came out and this is when they uh they had a lineup change and john k samson was no longer in the band and they got the guy from i spy playing bass so the whole album is way heavier and it just just really like this is the first propaganda album that just made me think holy crap this band is good and ever since then like they're they're one of my favorite bands still i mean you know so this is the title track it's really good uh lyrics are very uh in fitting with some of the stuff we talked about about how Empire is. Yeah, maybe we'll, in, in case they're not clear we can get into them after the Yeah, Empire's can kind of shit on people and uh, yeah. <laughs> so great song, great album, local band. Yeah, I really like uh, Canadian yeah, politics content. and stuff. Oh yeah,
So that was uh, Today's Empires, Tomorrow's Ashes by Propagandi from the album of the same name. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, as I said, this is the first thing I thought of when the Empire thing came up. I love the song. I love the album. Wait, um, it wasn't uh, Rage Against the Machine? No, that was what actually Rob mentioned, uh, Evil Empire. Sure. A good, uh, or did you mention it? No, 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 but that was one of the first No, this was the first thing that came up. I, I didn't even okay. think about it until he mentioned it, actually. Oh, okay. But I was like, that makes sense, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess, like, the just even the title of this record, I really like, I mean, I really like the, what it makes you, the, the image you get out of it, like, today's Empire is tomorrow's ashes. Because you think about every empire in history, mm-hmm. they all, at one point they like, take over everything, they control everything, they're super all-powerful, and then they just... It fades to dust, like inevitably, every, inevitably, point, right? Yeah. yeah. So, which is really, I don't know, it's really cool. Um, it's it's just just really really awesome. Um, and like, I don't know, Propaganda is one of those bands. Like we were t- just talking while we were listening to the song. This record, this is this is the vinyl version. I don't mm-hmm. know about the CD, but it comes with like this huge booklet um, with information about the political uh, backgrounds of the songs, and like gives you book lists and things like that, and like all kinds of resources, which I think is really cool. Um, I think a lot of bands have political content in what they do, mm-hmm. but they don't all necessarily back it up with with it, the, with. Yeah, you know, it varies, right? Because it can be a gut reaction, or it can be a gut reaction followed with a bit of uh, content, or it can yeah. start with like content, or it could be an experience, like someone who potentially moved hear from somewhere else and sees things like for sure i think before the show even started franklin and i were talking and like you you were saying how your your perspective on what canada is like would never have been like this had you not more or less grown up in yeah. sri lanka and mm-hmm. had that to kind of base things on right so right. yeah uh I, I, the thing yeah for sure i mean and the thing like that I, i've always said about propaganda that i don't think is necessarily people pick up on is that the lyrics are really really good mm-hmm. and they're never written like song lyrics I mean it's not like you know this line next line rhymes this line it's written like an, uh, it's paragraphs if you read the lyrics like I mean even just looking them up on their website yeah. it's just a block of text it's yeah. like reading an essay mm-hmm. and the way he breaks up the, the, the phrases is, is, is almost awkward sometimes but it works really well no, with this song it's like no. he's written this first as a, almost as an I don't know if this is his process but mm-hmm. he's like he's written it first as an essay and then just put it to the song and divided up the, the sentences and paragraphs kind mm-hmm. of how it fits with it and it I, I really makes for interesting lyrics I mean you wouldn't think of certain lines ending a certain way or certain internal rhymes happening but it, it works because of the way it's, it's broken mm. up mm-hmm. and I mean that is another thing about them providing so much information is you get the lyrics there are so many references to things and it's just like right it's like footnotes, right? I mean, having this big booklet yeah, is like right. footnotes to the album, and uh, it, which is really cool. And there's some lines in here that uh, I really like, especially um, the nail that sticks up gets hammered down, which is kind of, uh, you know, uh, kind of a cool line. And uh, the master's finest tools are found slack-jawed and placid amidst the cacophony of screaming billboards and Disney-fied history. Like, that's not something no someone's going to put in a song n- normally, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, that, that sentence of that length and kind of structure. And I mean, I don't know. I, I just love this band just mm-hmm. in general. Um, yeah, same. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I don't want to say about them. I've talked about them before on here. They're really awesome. Uh, I feel like when I was a kid, they were really important to me because uh, I grew up a vegetarian. I've never eaten meat. And this was a band that, at the time when it was not as common as it is now, was going on writing songs about being vegan and stuff. And it was like, hey, I can I can connect to this. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. if I didn't necessarily connect all the way with some of the very radical politics, like I would get, you know, I'm on board to a certain extent. Sometimes they go a little far for me, but that part of it was like, okay, yeah, you know what, this is cool. This is someone singing. I'd never heard anyone sing about that before, mm-hmm. right? And even some of the stuff they're singing about in these songs too. I mean, a lot of the politics on these records is stuff that I had uh, still. It introduces you to it. It introduces yeah. you to it, and it's still something I haven't heard other people sing about. I mean, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's 
really cool. It's a cool band. I'm really, it's awesome that they're from Winnipeg. That's the best. <laughs> it's really cool. And I think that they have a very Winnipeg-centric view on things, mm -hmm. which I also can relate to, too. It's like a lot of, I mean, not this song in particular, but a lot of what they sing about will reference, I mean, we talked about in our first episode ever about how they sing about hockey a lot. Right, and I mean, and using hockey as a metaphor for different things, mm -hmm. and like, I get it. I, what a thing <laughs> for someone from Winnipeg to do. Absolutely, yeah. I can one hundred. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why he likes the Leafs, but I mean, at least I can, <laughs> at least I can get that he's a, a hockey fan. Can't be that, right, one hundred percent. Can't be right. Yeah, it's a good connection. So anyway, yeah, just I mean, like, today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes, really cool image of exactly what happens, and I like how it's you know, it's the the album cover is. The, like a map of the world, but then there's the the, the stripes from the U.S. flag mm -hmm. on it. You know, obviously this came out in what two thousand one. Something like that. So this is right around, like, you know, George Bush time mm -hmm. kind of thing happening, right? right? So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's very uh, very timely, but it doesn't it doesn't strike me as being dated at all. I mean, with the stuff they're referring to and all that. So Right, yeah. yeah it's going to be like, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I mean, the, the message is, I mean, even if they're referring to a particular thing that happened at that time, it's still relevant what they're saying. You know, like, I mean, the line, like, uh, the nail that sticks up always gets hammered down, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty timeless. Mm -hmm. That's like, uh, I mean, you hear, you hear something like that in a Bob Marley song. It would be actually not that different from that line. Mm -hmm. And that's written 30, 40 years ago, right? So it's, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's cool. I don't know. Punk yeah. rock is universal <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's pr uh, pretty self-explained. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, dig it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, what did you think about, uh, prob I mean, I'm assuming in Sri Lanka they probably don't have this, this kind of stuff as popular, right? I mean, is uh, this, uh, based on what you've been telling us and what we just listened to. Yeah, uh, of yours, like, like, there's not much uh, punk rock yeah. mm -hmm. scene at all. So um, when you when you heard this stuff, I mean, and you're obviously a fan of it too, right? Yeah. Like, how? I mean, what, what was it? How did this kind of... Uh, um, like, I... First, uh, listen to Clash at Mondragon. That's like my first place I oh, start wow. to learn all the yeah, yeah, all the yeah. punks, right? I felt like I don't know, like I felt like did Clash changed? You know, like I, yeah. you know, like this, um, this another band, like a local one called um, Man. It's a, it's it's even heavier. It's even okay. faster, and he um, has a gun on the album. I'm pretty sure you know this band. I probably would if I, but no, it's yeah, it's idea. just. And I, like, that's how I pretty much got into it. And I really liked it, you know, like, yeah. the, I love music generally, all yeah. kinds, yeah, 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 and, yeah. you know, I get into it. And, and um, I, I really like the politics of propaganda, like, and seeing those guys at Mondragon, yeah, pretty cool. much, and they come in and hang out and, you know, like, yeah. the things that they talk, it's pretty true. Yeah. And that makes me, you know, into them. So, but I'm like, you know, the thing is like, um, I in I'm listening more into like reggae or you yeah. know like some, I'm pretty sure any of us here like the music that you like the most you're gonna sometimes listen to it more course, yeah. than you yeah. know like so yeah that as far as like exploring happens to me yeah exploring wise levels, I yeah. completely yeah. and I well you have your support. base of what you're into yeah yeah, yeah into sure. and but I still support like yeah. all you know all kinds yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool just totally. having this record and looking at the back and it's, you know, mm -hmm. you look at the record label, the address is on Main Street, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like in Winnipeg. It's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, always. And I really love the fact that they had this book. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. This is so awesome. I don't know if that came with the CDs. I mean, I don't know how they would have fit it all in the book. Right. Like, this is just like a big insert. That, I mean, mm -hmm. it's like 30 pages or something probably. Yeah, it's, totally. it's pretty. It's FDN. Yeah. So. Yeah, so anyway, Propaganda, great band. Let's, uh, yeah. let's move on to what John has. Uh, I'm going to change directions uh, entirely. That sounds familiar for you. You like to do that? <laughs> I guess this would have gone better with the suicidal tendencies. but uh, This would have. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, one of the 
Well, I was trying to think about music I already had, and um, I'm going to play something by an artist, uh, Mason Jennings. Okay, yeah, if you're yeah, familiar yeah. with this guy. He, um, he's based out of like Minneapolis. I read that he was born in Hawaii, but he grew up, and like when he started playing music and stuff, he's out of Minneapolis. And I only have two albums of his. He's been around since, like, his first one was self-titled. It was in 97. And that's one that I've listened to quite a bit. Really good songs, really interesting stuff. And the only other album I have of his is one called Use Your Voice from 2004. Mm -hmm. So he had a bunch of albums in between there, and he's had a bunch since. Mm -hmm. And I'm not too much into, um, you know, kind of folkier music these days, but I still really listen. I listen to the first one quite a bit. And this album, Use Your Voice, is also, uh, also pretty good. Um, the song I'm going to play is called Empire Builder. And okay. it's about laying down train tracks which, uh, you know, was a pretty big thing for, for what became sort of an empire of trade in, uh, in Canada, mm -hmm. for one thing, right. and where he would have been as well. Um, but there's a little... Is it in, it's related to Canada, or...? No, this would have been... No, because he mentioned American, right? getting oh, to okay. the Empire State Building. Is that... Okay, yeah. Yeah, so there's a little... But it's, so it's intertwined with, like, a, a little love mm -hmm. story. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice little song. Cool. Let's check it out. Check it out.
Alright, that was Empire Builder by Mason Jennings. So, kind of going with our unofficial theme of reggae here. There's a bit of a reggae vibe. reggae vibe to it, didn't know that, of course. That was nice. That was nice and breezy. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he writes some nice little love tunes, I think, is what I like him most for. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'd highly recommend his first album. This one's got some good songs on it, and... I feel like that would be a good guy to watch, like, if you were at a park... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I've never seen, like, I know he played <laughs> Folk Fest, and it must have been, like, after my eight-year stint of going to Folk Fest regularly. Oh, yeah, you were. Or before it. Probably after it. Yeah. Yeah, he might have been there in, like, 98. But, uh, I'm not I've, never, I've never seen him live. Um, you know, he does his own solo thing, but he has, uh, he probably has a regular band that he tours oh, yeah, with and yeah, records yeah. with. Yeah, that was nice. It was, uh, it was a pretty old ditty. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he does this thing with his voice where he kind of like modulates or like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. he does that quite a bit. Yeah, very, it was good. Yeah. yeah, and you were saying while we were listening to it that you covered one of his songs at the Orange House. Yeah, he's got a song called Nothing that I, uh, I used to like to play. And you can download that performance on which please I don't know if I'd recommend it. That's good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. That was a good set. I liked it. Anyway. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, we also, I mean, I don't know if you know this, uh, our listeners probably do, but we have uh, Witch Police Radio started because I have a blog called Witch Police, and it's uh, (laughs) basically been, um, for the past few years now, we've been getting uh, recordings from our bands and our friends' bands and people we know as bands, uh, a lot of older stuff that just, like, um, would have otherwise just been lost to time, like old tapes that I've digitized with them right now from our bands in the 90s and early Mm -hmm. 2000s and stuff, and also newer things, so when they played at the Orange House, which is, like, a, a house some friends of ours live at mm-hmm. uh, we recorded that and put it online and stuff All too right. so if you have any recordings you want to share like any demos or live stuff or whatever we'll throw them up on the internet for you oh, yeah, so for sure, keep yeah. that in mind yeah, yeah for sure totally, yeah, oh, was there anything else about that song you wanted to uh, I don't think so no okay so we're, at this time is uh, we're going to play one more recorded song and then Franklin's going to perform live which will be good uh, so what we have to do is our little roundup of how people could find our show and that kind of thing. So you're listening to it now, so you found there, it somehow. Yeah, there was the aforementioned witchpolice.com. Witchpolice.com. You go there, there's yeah, two a... Two tickets to give away, too. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah, we'll, 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 uh, mention, that we'll mention that in a minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll do our little spiel, yeah. we'll, for sure. Um, I thought these were for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get you guys. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Okay, yeah, so you go to witchpolice.com. There's a button on the top bar that says podcast. Click on that. You get all 50-some previous episodes we've done. There's a list of who the guests are, what the themes are, that kind of thing. It's all free, all uh, free to download and stream. You can also listen to us on the actual radio Monday nights at 11 o'clock on 101.5 UMFM. If you're not in Winnipeg or you're not near a radio, you can stream it at uh, umfm.com. And um, you can also check us out on Stitcher, which is uh, stitcher.com. It's kind of a hub for talk radio and podcasts. There's an app you can get so you can download our shows automatically uh, for free on your mobile device, things like that. Yeah, and so that can be a good way for us to get our show to um, you know new listeners, but probably the best way is for if someone is listening and enjoys the show tell someone that you know who might yeah. also dig finding out about For some, sure. new music, I mean, like, some new artists around town like we were talking before like when, when Christian was on the phone uh, about like you know promoting things again the word out I feel like our show is almost kind of the same level that reggae is right now in Winnipeg where it's like you know some people know about it <laughs> but it needs yeah. to be opened up to a wider audience yeah, yeah. because the whole point is to share good music right so hopefully yeah. we get more people mm-hmm. uh, interested in it and uh, the good thing about having guests is I mean you know someone might see that you're on here really like your band they want to mm-hmm. check it out and that, that works so anyway mm-hmm. you can also contact us on Twitter at whichpleasefm um, you can find us on facebook.com slash whichpleasradio uh, it's probably something else I'm forgetting but I don't know, are we on MySpace? No, we're not on MySpace. <laughs> I don't think MySpace even exists right. anywhere. Does oh, it? yeah. I don't yeah. think it's existing, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're still working on it since yeah, yeah, the day. Yeah, so, I, like, someone's trying to, yeah, yeah. I think Timberlake is so on Justin that. Justin Timberlake yeah. bought it or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Anyway, so yeah, you can find us. Uh, how do people find your band? What do they do if they want to check it, check out Rastamil? Um, the main uh, we got uh, Rastamil.com. Okay. Uh, it's working on it. It's coming soon. Okay, not there yet. Yeah. And then we got the Facebook page Rastamils. Yeah. And Manitoba Music too. Okay. So mm-hmm. they could go to Manitoba Music. So you have a uh, you have a Bandcamp page too, right? With a single. Uh, tour? yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp. Yeah, we cool. have that one. And Great. you have a you have a Tumblr. Yeah, that's like what yeah, that's just, gonna turn into. That's gonna turn into the website. Okay, yeah, yeah, I saw that the other day. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, totally. Okay, awesome. Right Man. on. So our, yeah, our guest has been Franklin from Rasta Mills, and yeah. he brought a couple tickets that Sam mistakenly thought were for us. <laughs> and no, so we've got some tickets, and I think the best way to um, do a giveaway would be through our either Twitter or our Facebook. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I mean, the, the thing with the These show is. These things get put on the radio. Yeah, yeah. On yeah and they're, pre- they're pre recorded, right? So they're pre recorded. So this will come out in a few weeks from the day we recorded mm-hmm. it. So we can't have anyone call in, but we can still we can still work it out. Yeah, so any, yeah anyhow, you guys want to. Yeah, cool. So, so uh, I'll, I'll put you guys. So, so you know what? Basically, I think we should just say the first people who contact us on uh, on Facebook and say they want the tickets, say like. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. Just first two people, we got two tickets. Contact us. Say, uh, mm-hmm. hey, I listen to the show. Can I get tickets to the... To Maybe the... you mentioned when the show it's, is. It's uh, Friday, January 24th. Is this your CD release? Uh, no, this is going to be like a video and a live show recording. Oh, cool. So pretty much making like a promotional thing yeah, so yeah. that we could get into festivals. Pretty nice. Much. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's the West End Cultural Center, which is a great venue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so two tickets. Um, tell, tell us on Facebook. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's just a good way just to say, do. yeah, hey, I listened to the episode. I want the tickets, mm-hmm. and we'll give them the first two. So okay. So before we get into a live performance by by our guest, um, you got a song. You can play one more song, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I guess the Empire State of Mind. Or yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That I don't have it with me. No, um, it's nope. okay. We'll, we'll, we'll oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Might be able to find it somewhere on the internet. I think okay. it's probably fairly fairly simple to find on the internet. Yeah. So that's Jay Z and what Alicia Keys or somebody. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you know, and it is a good pick, not just because of the name. I mean, Jay Z has. Like a ridiculous sort of empire of his own. <laughs> empire going. of his own, yeah, his own uh, marketing himself and yeah. marketing his, his label and his friends. Yeah. So, yeah. I was talking about the theme with someone. They were like, you know, people think Jay Z's made like all this money, but I guess apparently like Fifty Cent made more money than him last year or really? something. And like that seems because he does so much behind the scenes. Oh, he sells vitamin water and shit. And exactly. He, like, has yeah. All these endorsements like, and stuff. Yeah. These kind of big time yeah. uh, <laughs> celebrity people with like. Their fingers in so many different things. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 there's lots. Yeah, 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 they had to. <laughs> yeah. Music is not the only t- for some. No, because yeah. yeah. okay. you need to have a thing going on. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess a lot of yeah. people too are thinking like, uh, you know, you're only famous. It's a good idea. You're only famous for a short amount of time where you're at the peak of your fame, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you might as well get a bunch as much as you can done in mm-hmm. that like five, ten years, whatever you got. Yeah. And then so you're covered for, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I guess a guy like that could, you know, Jay Z obviously like owns a basketball team or something and <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a record executive yeah. or whatever. But you know, it might 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 come crashing down. So <laughs> <laughs> So let's check this song out. I mean uh, I think this is a pretty well known song. Uh, mm-hmm. I think most people have heard it and it's about New York. Yeah, well, but uh, it, I, you know. I, 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 I just like, looked at it and I was like, you know, oh, the word empires in it. Yeah. It's totally justified choice. Second song of the night that mentions the Empire State Building. That's cool. Let's right. do it. All right, England is a bitch. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out that Brooklyn. Now 
I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominican Connors right there up on Broadway. Pulled me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street, off white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there, bed stop. Home of that boy Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata, still sipping my ties. Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five. I be spiked out, I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from. Walking with my click though. Welcome to the melting pot. Corners where we selling. Africa been by the home of the hip hop. Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap, holla back. For foreigners, it ain't fair. They act like they forgot how to act. Eight million stories out there in the naked. City is a pity, half of y'all won't make it. Me, I got a plug, special where I got it made. If Jesus paying LeBron, I'm paying Dwayne Wade. Three dice, Zelo. Three card, Molly. Labor Day parade, rest in peace, Bob Molly. Statue of Liberty, long live the world trade, long live the king, yo. I'm from the Empire State, that's. So they could step out of bounds quick The sidelines is lined with casualties Who sip the life casually Then gradually become worse Don't fight the apple Eve Caught up in the in crowd Now you're in style And the winter gets cold In vogue with your skin out City of sin It's a pity on the whim Good girls going bad The city's filled with them Mommy took a bus trip Now she got a bus out Everybody ride her Just like a bus route Hail Mary to the city You're a virgin And Jesus can't save you Life starts when the church in. Came here for school, graduated to the highlight. Ball players, rap stars, addicted to the limelight. Empty in May, got you feeling like a champion. The city never sleeps, better slip you an ambient.
pretty much uh, I wrote this song in solidarity with the Tamil people because my mom is Tamil and I consider myself Tamil and um, the song is about how like the whole war happened in uh, in 1983 how it, like Tamil people got wiped out from the south mm. by the Sinhalese government and mobs and stuff so this song is in kind of solidarity and like talks the like the Black July that's the event called so um, that history event just putting into a song so pretty much that's nice. it Got no place to live my 
Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thanks,